our minds are powerful things. And they're also kind of complicated. Uh, our emotions try to communicate lessons to us, but they muddy up our vision of reality. Let me give an example. Like, when we feel like nobody cares. I'm not saying there's no merit or truth to it. I'm saying that it's the way our emotions phrase things and make us feel is an inaccurate view of reality for the most part. What it could be trying to communicate is that we don't feel appreciated enough. We didn't get the validation and confirmation from people we wanted. Or the thing we did wasn't as grand as we thought it would be. That could be like one example of that. And I faced that situation different times in my life. Another example is the delusion that everybody cares. And there is truth and merit to that. People, like, if we looked at caring as a spectrum, you know, one polar opposite, they don't care. The middle is the equilibrium, they kind of care. And then the polar opposite is they definitely care. You know, everyone does care. They're just on a different spectrum at different times and different places for different reasons. You know, people can slide across that scale of caring about us and things and people and all, all sorts of stuff. And so, you know, our, our minds are complicated in the sense that our emotions, they muddy and cloud our vision of reality uh, when they're really trying to, like, tell us something. And also, like, self-criticism and self-persecution um, is an inaccurate mental model of reality. However, I'm not saying there's no merit or truth to it. That's, like, the nuance to it. And that's why we have these different philosophies and religions from Christianity to Stoicism to Taoism, what have you, all sorts of philosophies that talk about how to be when it's hard to be. You know, um, we, we have complex minds that try to communicate and teach us different things. And it's not always an accurate representation of reality. However, the feelings are powerful. And I think that's something that's not really talked about enough about emotions is that they're very powerful feelings because they drive our behavior. But they don't just drive our behavior. They also, you know, affect our philosophy. They affect our being. They affect our experience. They affect our view of reality. And that's why they're important to understand, you know, because the emotions are trying to teach us something. And I think the best way to deal with your emotions is to listen to them, even if they're wrong, or no matter what their accuracies are, no matter what their inaccuracies are, we embrace the emotion and we sit with it. And that can be difficult. A lot of people like to try to cope with it. They turn on the TV, they look at their phone, um, they eat. You know, there's a lot of different ways, healthy and not, to cope with emotions. And I think that the best thing you could do if you truly want to master them is just let that raw experience take place. Let it happen to you, but don't act on it. Sit with it and try to really understand what the emotion is trying to teach you and contrast that and balance it with what reality actually is. And it's a very uncomfortable process, but it's that simple and easier said than done, of course, but it is that simple. And so, 
when once we're done sitting with the emotion and trying to understand it, we come to a calm. And that doesn't mean we're going to be comfortable. And like I said in other podcast episodes, I think like pursuing pleasure and happiness is um, something too many people do, especially in America. Like too many people are afraid of discomfort. And that's why they'll delude themselves with their emotions and other things to try to cope with reality when we should be embracing that pain because pain is a good mentor. That discomfort is a mentor of ours. It's teaching us, you know, what we actually think and feel about our current framework of reality and our being, you know, us as an individual, the concept of self. And that's why we need to be careful with our focus. Our focus is a powerful tool that we have. And sometimes we let our focus you know, be driven by emotion and we focus on all sorts of different things. And sometimes we focus too much on our weaknesses and insecurities and we build this, you know, horrible self-image and then we don't feel good. We feel insecure. And then, you know, because we were misguided with our focus and we were mishandling our focus and we were mismanaging ourselves, you know, we create more problems. When we get insecure in our head because we developed a bad self-image, you know, we're socially awkward with people. We end up asking permission for things we shouldn't have to. We end up apologizing too much. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt. You know, like, we become socially awkward people. Um, And, you know, that's why I think it's important to have balance, to properly manage yourself. You know, when you feel emotions like... And if you're in a social interaction, whether it's with your family, friends, or whoever, you know, just say, look, um, I'm not cool. I need a minute. I need a minute to process this. Give me some time. And uh, if you don't have time, if you can't get time for that, you know, use your best judgment. You know, do the best you can. However, if you can get time from your peers to reflect on what you're feeling and you can sit with it, you know, more power to you. That's great. That, that, that's something to be grateful for. And, you know, like my values are kindness, patience, and gratitude. I aim to be that even when I'm suffering, when it's hard to be that thing. And I'm not always good at that. There's times I fail. And, you know, life has high contrast, you know, like discipline, it comes and goes. Not just because, I have bipolar, not just because I'm an irrational type or whatever reason, but just because I'm a human being and it's unavoidable to have failure and malfunction. You know, we've all made mistakes. We've all made bad decisions. We've all hurt ourselves and people we love because we're human. We're imperfect. We mishandle things sometimes. We make bad decisions. We make mistakes. We hurt ourselves. We hurt other people. And I just because that's unavoidable doesn't mean we shouldn't take action to be better than that every day, one day at a time. And we need to take things one day at a time. Of course, we need to have our grand vision of our ambition, but we also need to focus on what we can do now to be better people. So progress and atonement are what I shoot for because I know that I'm capable of doing bad things. And I know that I will because I'm a human being. And we need to have that reality. 
And we need to aim for progress to be better than that and to atone for our wrongs. And, you know, emotions would be a lot more tolerable if they didn't cloud our vision of reality. Like if our minds communicated things to us more clearly and precisely, yeah, we'd be doing way better. Maybe, maybe even perfect, but if not perfect, we'd be doing a lot better than we are, you know. And as we go through life, you know, through the passages of time, you know, we change. And so do our environments and our experiences and our philosophies, our worldview, our, our doings, our being. Well, I mean, maybe our being doesn't change, but everything else around that does. And maybe even our being does change. That's a big philosophical thing to get into at some other point. I'll probably reflect on that and explore it and make a podcast about it, probably. But, you know, let's say, for simplicity's sake, your being doesn't change unless you do. You know, like that's something you control. You know, that's something like how you manage yourself is how you control your being. You know, but the philosophical ramification, it's like, even though you've become something else, a different version of yourself, you're still you. And that's about the constitution of identity. I don't have the answers to that. I don't know if anyone does. If you do, email me, contact at cmhostack.com. But nonetheless, back to like my main point, it's like we change and our environments change and um, our situations, our habits, our doings change over time. So we can be disciplined at things for sure, even for long periods of time, for years. Um, and I think there are outliers. I think there are some people who will always be doing some things and also never do some things. I do think there are outliers and exceptions to every rule. Like even the idea that no one always or never does anything. I think there are some people who successfully have always done something and have never done something. Uh, but nonetheless, even with that, you know, uh, we, we go through these passages of time and we change and our habits change, our doings change. And we can have discipline for years. And then, you know what? We take up opportunities or we deny ourselves opportunities and everything just changes throughout time. There's times we go from being really disciplined, like waking up at 4 a.m. and going to bed at 8 p.m. And then, like, we're consi consistent with that for some time, whether it's short-term or long-term. And then eventually we're going to bed at uh, 11 p.m. and waking up at 9 a.m., you know, uh, life has high contrast. There's times that we're super disciplined with some things and we're super lazy with others. And then sometimes it changes where we're super productive with where we were lazy and then we're really lazy where we were productive. And there's times that we're productive everywhere and there's times that we're lazy everywhere. Life just has high contrast like that. And that's why it's so surprising to us when we see people change because we build this mental model of people Oh, Jim always does this. Oh, yeah, Jim never does that. Jim is this kind of person. He he does these things. And then, like, when Jim goes through those passages of time and, you know, he becomes a different version of himself, but he's still him. But he has different habits and doings. We're like, oh, wow, Jim, I can't believe you're doing all these things. It, it becomes surprising to us because we build mental models of people and, you know, we don't consider the high contrast of life and how people and things change through different passages of time. And an interesting thing is like how humanity changes. 
you know, in the fact that we have people who are conservatives who try to conserve things, my critique on American conservatives is that they're just trying to preserve the status quo. And, that, and the status quo sucks. And I think that's one reason, even unconsciously, why they don't have a lot of support. You know, but, you know, we have people who conserve things, and we also have people who are trying to create progress. And I don't just necessarily mean in the American liberal Democrat version of that or the Republican conservative version of conservative, but I just mean, like, in the general terms, like, you know, we have some groups of people who try to conserve how things have always been done because it creates good results. And then we have people who are trying to change how things are, how we be in the world and what is okay and what is not. And so it's like, no wonder we, we have, like, political discourse with people. We have different kinds of people talking about different kinds of things who have different goals about what is the right thing to do and what is the correct thing to do, what makes the most sense, what does not make the most sense. And then I think, like, American politics nowadays is more so about, like, trustful people versus skeptical people. That's the dynamic I mostly notice in political discourse on Twitter and elsewhere in the world, where it's like, these people trust the government and we're skeptical of this, or these people don't trust the government and we're skeptical of them, but we trust the government. Like, it, it's it's a weird thing, you know? There, there's people, like, that's a common thing in our political discourse nowadays in America is, like, it's people who trust certain things and people are skeptical of certain things. That's the main components I've seen in arguments politically. And, you know, um, that's why I think lifestyle design is so important, you know, and also being adaptable and being able to change your lifestyle at any given time to adapt to the passages of time and high contrast of life. You know, we, we have to set up our lives in ways that provide us good experiences and get us results and create progress. And, you know, we, we have to we have to do that. But we also have to have the love in our hearts for ourselves and other people so we can properly deal with the self-criticism. And I think too many people let their self-persecution and self-criticism define them. And I do believe it starts with your focus. I believe it starts with what you're focused on and how you build your mental model of yourself. I believe that's the start of it. I believe that the end of it is like, well, are you gonna let that mental model define you? Are you going to let this self-criticism, self-persecution define you? You know, because I believe you can be in reality and have a balanced perspective emotionally of who you are as a person, the good and the bad of you, and still be at peace. I do believe that because I'm achieving that for myself. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm very confident in my message that I have for the world to love yourself, to love other people and be the best version of yourself and be kind, be patient, be grateful. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge believer in this because these are the things that make my life worthwhile. and I believe that it could help other people. And yeah, I am somewhat imposing my worldview on you people. And that's why this podcast is called Chad Hoshek's Worldview. This is where I get on my soapbox in the modern day times. My podcast is my soapbox in the modern day times. You know, I'm like the street philosopher, you know, giving my sermon to people, my lecture or whatever you call it. And uh, you people listen. And that's wonderful. Thank you for that. I don't even care if you agree with me. I don't care if you disagree with me. You know, the fact that you're listening and trying to understand what I'm saying, I appreciate that. And I hope I am coherent and I represent my ideas well. 
because I love reflecting and reminiscing and figuring things out. That's like my thing. And I also love studying being and experimenting with life and just enjoying life and embracing the abundance of the universe. I love it a lot, you know. So, you know, even though things are like unavoidable, like time, like the passages of time and life changing and the high contrast of life and us, you know, that's no excuse. Like, even though we're going, even though it's unavoidable for us to make mistakes, bad decisions and hurt ourselves and other people, we just need to aim for progress and atonement. I believe that those two things are what are going to keep us grounded and what are going to move us forward, despite the fact that we're flawed human beings and imperfect. And, you know, we have malfunctions and we make bad choices. You know, we hurt ourselves, we hurt other people, we make mistakes. So just aim for progress and atonement. And that should bring you inner peace and progress and results as you move forward. And, you know, it, it all starts with, like, where our focus goes. And then it goes into, you know, are we balanced with our perspective of reality and also how we feel? Are we balanced with how we logically think about things? And are we balanced with how we feel about things? And are we doing it appropriately? Are we going to say no to eating food when we feel discomfort? Are we going to sit with our emotions and listen to them? Are we going to ask for the time to do that? And then we're going to aim to make progress and atone for our wrongs. And I think this is why it's important to get right with yourself, whether it's through God or a philosophy of some kind or meditation or silence, whatever it is for you, you know, get right with yourself. You know, and I, I'm just trying to provide the tools for that. And this is something I was thinking about today, you know, how complicated our minds are because they're always trying to, our minds, our mind is always trying to communicate something to us and it doesn't always do it in an accurate or coherent way. And that's why we need to guard our focus and be balanced.